Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome to a special edition of the Westworld Theorycast. This is an emergency instant reaction to episode five, <laughs> Zhuang Zi. Tonight, <laughs> tonight we have a uh, special crossover episode. I'm Andy from the Westworld Theory Deep Dive, and joining me tonight are three other people that you probably know if you li- if you listen to this. First, she's been doing everything in her power this week to not name her household things after Charlotte Hale. It's Jenny. <laughs> hey, Andy. <laughs> great to talk to you, Jenny. So, we also have from the cleanup techs. We finally extracted him from Solomon's Mirror World long enough to join us tonight. It's Brett. <laughs> Very happy to be here, Andy. It is great to finally talk to you, but this is the first time Brett and I've ever been on a podcast together, so this is a big deal for me personally. Are so. you serious? Wow. wow. And <laughs> finally, last but not least, he's been looking for his chair all day, but he's here now. It's Axel. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I sound a little bit different. I'm calling on my bluetooth into my phone because it's very hot in oregon it's like the dystopian desert that we did not see bernard in this episode (laughs) so what uh what did everybody think jenny why don't you go first um damn (laughs) on the spot Uh, (laughs) we start from most important so you go you go first oh whatever um I only like jotted a few things down because I don't normally take notes during my first watching. But um, one of the things I wrote down was what the fuck is wrong with Charloris? (laughs) 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 And, you know, because like she had she was like playing with her God power. I mean, that poor man with his fingers like flayed on the piano. It was like disturbing. And she just was Mm. going on and on. Anyway, I don't know. Um, And then when she was talking about the way that the 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 sounds that they hear and the lower tones bring chaos. And so basically she's doing this with chaos in mind. And I was just like, wow. And, and it was like, and then it's like Dolores or, or Christina is a God basically. Cause she's the storyteller and Charloris is a God of that world too. And the fact that they're like both in the same place. So Christina is a copy of Dolores in that freaking weird ass city. At least that's what I'm getting. And I'm just pff, mind blown. So yeah, sorry for that um, word vomit. <laughs> that's very Hemingway-esque. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brett, what, Brett, what did you think? I don't know what I think yet. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, the entire episode was from Christina's, well, 
either Christina's World or Charlotte Hale's City. Um, and that was interesting. Um, I feel like we got a lot of answers, but I also feel like my March Madness bracket is totally busted. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just I am I am pretty confused to be honest with you, but I I am looking forward to talking it through. Well, I think that's a good thing in Westworld, isn't it? Isn't confusion the best? Like, like we said before the season, when we heard this season was going to be confusing, I think we were all happy to hear that. So I'm glad for that. Axel, you still there or did you melt? I No, I'm here. And uh, I'm just listening to everyone. I love this episode. I thought this was fantastic. And, and I really like the way it just told one we were in one spot the whole episode. It felt good once I once we realized that when she had the meeting with Charlotte, the lunch date with her college friend. But I, I was feeling it anyway. I was just like, they're uniting. This is an episode about kind of uniting the timelines, the story. And I think it was so successful. It had me guessing in the beginning. I was like, what the hell is going on? This they this host was hunting an outlier and it caught this disease. Like they're really flipping everything back over on us, and I love it. The whole the stuff that Jenny mentioned about the uh, about uh, Shaloris being a god now, right? And how she says God is bored. Even in the in the episode, it said that when you brought it up on HBO Max. Yeah, the little says subtitle. God is yep. bored. And I I love that too because that that reminds me of the stuff that Ford talked about and, and about um, how humanity has to have this focus right this God guiding them and how how we throw this off and to see that played out and to see her and then to have her compare herself to the Greek gods I just thought that stuff made me think a lot. And I really enjoyed the whole episode. I was happy with every direction it went in. I missed Bernard because I always loved Bernard, but it was okay to take a little time off of Caleb. He's always so upset about everything. <laughs> you know, this was a little bit. He's Aaron Paul just always has like that face where he's like, oh, but uh, I love him. But it was nice to have one story. So that's my. Yeah, you know. I really like this episode too. And I think one of my biggest questions that I, I really, I'm struggling to even think of any, I mean, granted, we've only finished it like 20 minutes ago, but when you, when you guys, you had already mentioned that uh, she calls herself a God. Well, Teddy also calls Christina a God. So that obviously to me, that means she's definitely some type of host of some kind and the way she controls everything. So Mm -hmm. why, why is she being controlled by Charlotte? I don't, that's the thing I can't quite, because like I have a theory. Yes, I I, I really want to know what you guys think. Because I don't have it's so so fresh in my mind. I don't have any idea yet of what what that could be. Well, unless Jenny or Brett have a theory, because I just talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking that um, that <sighs> Hale made a clean copy of her 
freaking person of Dolores or took, I don't know, Dolores's original code or somehow and put her in a host body that looks like Dolores, but as a redhead um, instead of a blonde (laughs) and has her in there telling the stories because she was good with the loops and she like all the, all the hosts started as Dolores copies anyway. And I just feel like that's what it is, but I, I can't, I can't put together how then she could actually have that much control as she does. So that's where I'm like really unsure. Like that's that, kind of that's what, that's what I have a hard time reconciling. Is if she's under her control, why does she have so much power? Yeah, that's the thing I can't reconcile in my own head. I have. I, I think. Have a oh, go ahead, about, Brad. I'm sorry, Axel. Uh, real quick, I have a theory that actually they're not in the same city because um, the rebels got there to free the outlier pretty quick. And they got there by, I guess, by boat. But I'm I'm still thinking that's the Hoover Dam city. But in Christina's uh, story, we saw the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Christina's in New York and uh, Halebot is in her Hoover Dam city. So it's actually two different cities. But maybe she needs someone to write narratives since she can't be in both cities. Does anybody remember? Does that, that's a oh, go ahead. Sorry, Brett. Sorry. Uh, just to complete that, she created Christina for for the New York storylines, and she, I mean, so yeah. Basically, was, does anybody remember if Hale was wearing different things or like a different outward appearance on those she was two wearing things? That white that white dress the whole time, but she did mention during Christina's lunch date that she was just in town for a day or something. Yeah. So if you hmm. believe, if you take that literally, maybe she just took a trip to New York to check in on Christina, make sure she's not waking up, she's doing her job, kind of thing. But I just hmm. what's confusing is that why give her all that power and and keep her in the dark? Like, what's the purpose of that? Yeah. Instead of just kind of creating a more more. Uh, a copy of yourself that's a, a little more like you, more trustworthy, and and someone who who under, who can see the tower and knows everything that's going on. That's that's the most confusing part to me. Yeah, I'm having trouble reconciling everything. I, Axel's theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it is a very simply. That she is, as she, I, what I think is that Hale spends most of her time in a sublime like world. That that's what all those people who are, what did they call it? Is that what the ascension is? Yes. Okay. That's, that's what, what I was the guessing. Ascension but... is. The ascension is the choice to leave behind a physical body and exist in a world just like Akacheta said, where they can create it completely on their own right and i think that's where hale and i think that's where hale spends most of her time and that's where she wants the host to come but like the conversation she had with william and this is something i talked about remember we talked about it on the ir with justin last week when i was like listen these hosts now control the world they can assume any form that they want they don't have to be human. They can literally put their pearl in a talking dog. 
You know what I'm saying, right? Like they could be a tree or animals. They could be a 50 foot tall, whatever they could create. They can put the pearl in, right? But they choose, they keep on. And she says the same thing. We're still, we still look like them. And they have that argument. And I think that that's why that leads me to believe this whole kind of mindset she has where this isn't all it's cracked up to be. They won, but big deal. Yeah. Now what? Like now what? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter. So basically what she does, she's doing a bunch of shit to amuse herself. And one of the things she does, I'm not so sure I agree with Brett, though I like the idea. I do think it's the same city because it's not New York. It's it's like 18 different cities mishmashed plus different new buildings put together. And I think that she just basically said, I don't want to be here. So I'm going to create a safe copy of myself. Right. And I'm going to put her as the give i'm going to give her master edit control over the city but i'm not going to tell her because i don't want her you know having her own mind and doing what i did to my dolores but she fucked up just like she fucked up with william that was laid in the in the first episode he kept on mentioning his wife and his daughter and you know what i'm saying like no matter what they can't avoid that consciousness. And I think that's why at the end, William laughs and he's like, you found the center of the maze. Oh yeah. That right? was great. Because like, <laughs> he's like, you stupid fucks. We created you right in our image. You want to be the master of us. It's just like a parent and a child. They, they don't want to be something different. They want to be mommy or daddy, you know? And also, right, that's like, my, that's my soliloquy. Well, also, like, William, um, one of his, the human William, one of the things that seemed to bother him so much about the park and everything was that the stakes weren't real. Yeah. And it, now that they've, like, taken over and, like, again, the stakes aren't real anymore. Like, yep. and, and, and they're bored. that's what she said about the park jenny right right. she said they created she said they created that park that was supposed to be a temporary thing yeah stop she called it yeah Mm -hmm. to get them used to living like what humans or whatever right because they said that that host that host that was supposed to transcend didn't she say she was only two years old yeah so they're creating new hosts, but it's mm-hmm. not going as planned. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, there's a lot there. Why? Uh, oh, you mentioned the maze there quickly. I think I'm going to have to check it on the pause or on the rewatch, but I think we saw the maze another time too. When Hale, when Hale is looking at the city and she call, she does like an initiate diagnostics and the, it kind of zooms away from it, but when that lifts up, it looks like the fl- the maze is on the floor of that building again where they are. I, I'm not positive on that, but I don't know if that means anything again either or not, or just a oh. little Easter egg. But it looked similar to that maze on the floor at the Hoover Dam that we saw way back at the beginning of the season. But it was yeah. very, very quick. So I might, I might just be imagining that might just be my my overactive imagination when I watch this show. <laughs> I sometimes fill in gaps that aren't there. 
Oh, that's a good call, man. Because we should remember that last time we saw that was Bernard's vision, right? So does does everybody think that Teddy is working with or for Bernard and the, those guys? Or what, what are people's thoughts on Teddy now after this? He's definitely trying to get her to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still say that he's connected to. I think Bernard put him there. That's. I, I think so. Even more now tonight than ever. I almost. Yeah. I almost wondered. Well, I kind of did wonder for just a moment, and I was like, no. Um, if the outlier that the Mad Max team was going after was um, actually Christina and not the person that. Uh, MIB bot was going after, but I was like, no, they're going for that oh, girl too. <laughs> but it would have been good, fun if good, they were Jen, going yeah. with for Christina. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been. I, that woman like isn't that. anybody we've seen before, is it? No. I, I don't think so. I didn't think so She's either. Pretty though. Well, so actually, you think that it's a mystery. <laughs> I think she was probably Peter's wife. Yes, I agree. Oh, yes. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. We never saw her, but I'm pretty sure that that's who it probably was. That makes sense, Jenny, because this goes the whole Westworld thing that it's like. And she said the thing about the ex-husband and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Because she said because it's like a communicable disease. It's just Mm -hmm. like it passes from them, but it also can pass to the host because in essence, they're all the same root programming, right? Like now now that they got the flies in them. Mm hmm. But what did you say, Brett? Um, yeah, I just I was going back to something you said before. You said that the you thought the city was like a mishmash of a bunch of different cities. Yeah, it is. That's not New York. That's also all. There's a bunch of different. Well, it is New York, but that the well, part where the Statue of Liberty is what I'm. Saying. Yeah, but the part where the um, tower is, they on the behind the scenes, they showed where that was filmed, and it's in. Um, Cabo uh and it's a there's like a bunch of those buildings and they were able to and the the little dome thing that's in the entry yeah. you walk through that's all like actually part of that it's like a resort and um then they you know put the tower in yeah uh, CGI what or whatever but yeah, yeah they they mashed that up to New York so when <laughs> they like put yeah. that thing in Cabo on so the is that, is that what New you York can Harbor. see you can see parts of it are, but then then there's a whole other like it. There's like another part of the city that's over that is not would not be in any direction you were looking at. You, you know, it's obviously mm-hmm. there's some kind of also they've done something to change the physical landscape, uh, mm-hmm. obviously of the area because they they're if if that if that team got there. I'm assuming that this is somewhere near the Hoover Dam, right? Like, don't we think that? Because that's what, that's what they, I was going with the yeah. question. So you think yeah. that it's just one giant city they built near Hoover Dam? Yep. Do you think this is the only city left in what the country, the world? There might be more of them because well, we don't know the, how many, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah, I was gonna there say, might be I, more. I think we do know because uh, the that uh, extraction team, I think the head guy's name is Jay. He said, he told Stubbs, this is all that's left of the humans. Oh, okay. You're right. That is I true. think, didn't he? That I, I, I kind of took that to mean there really isn't many humans left, yeah. period, that aren't 
fly. Yeah, he said yeah. something. He said something like that, but I don't yeah, I don't have the exact quote. Literally, yeah. Stubbs and Bernard were in that diner. Is that like the only diner left in the whole world? <laughs> I mean. What? <laughs> No, well, no. You know what yeah. though? The only ones we have confirmed in that diner were hosts. We don't know if it, they could have been hosts too. We don't know the other people in so, that diner. I forgot. I didn't put that together, Brett. I, you're right. It probably is uh, supposed to be um, some representation of New York, and perhaps the people uh, think that they're in New York, and it probably yeah. is there by the Hoover Dam because of the whole the Mad Max team. Are in the desert and uh they had to be somewhere within close range so (laughs) you got me there (laughs) and i would say as far as if we extrapolate to the whole like just not it might not ever have anything to do with the show though i know jamie and i are both hoping they go to outer space and so i I think everyone on this podcast is yeah okay not me oh no besides jenny yeah besides besides jenny okay i want them to go to outer space But I do think it's safe. It would be safe to assume that she did take over the world, right? And that there are pockets, <laughs> yeah, though, probably. of people all yeah. over the place because it also seems. And they may think they're the only ones, like you right. know, in, th- in in oh, the stand, yeah. all That's, the people yes. that died in the super flu, and they were like these pockets of exactly. people. That is a and great they, point. Yeah. Great point. They probably think but they're I, the but only I, ones, but I would also say that Hale's mental state and her conversation with William, being as though they are Dude, basically the two bag. most powerful people in the world, she is not actually like doing such a good job of taking, you know, like they took over the world. They did a good job of that. But now she's kind of letting them come in and get somebody. And she's, I think she, I think that's why the whole dance thing was so elaborate to us. Cause I think it's signaling to the audience. She doesn't give a real, she's not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? That's why Teddy's able to come into the city. That's why they're able to extract the, the woman so easily. That's why this disease is taking over. And she doesn't seem to be doing that much to figure it out. You know, she's blaming William. She doesn't even really try to solve the problem. The she other blames him. The other thing I thought, so. just thinking about crazy psycho Hale, she, I mean, the scene with the dancing was, it reminded me of like the worst gym teacher experience I ever had in high school when they make you do all the stupid dancing. I don't know if you guys ever had to do that, but the, uh, the thing with Hale, she reminded me a lot of Ford in season one. And Ford yeah, seemed like he was nice. bored as hell. And so he starts tinkering with things and that's when things go to shit. You are yep. so right. I love that, Andy. I really, ho- I was really hoping it was a sign that we were going to see Ford tonight. I, but have to the episode, I had convinced myself Ford is going to be the big reveal at the end. So I was very disappointed, but I'm still holding out hope. You mean to see Ford. Richard Chevrolet, don't you? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, good old Dickie Chevrolet. Dickie Chevrolet. Oh, yep. my God. Uh, I, got, I, I just thought of something else with this. If Do we, do we think that the timelines are synced up? Or is it possible that Christina is the Christina story is later? Are you still there, Brett? Oh, we lost we lost Brett for a second, but I'll continue his thought because I thought the same thing. I was going to say to Brett earlier, Brett, I don't, I might not agree with you that they're two different cities, 
But I might agree with you that the conversation that Hale and Christina have is a little bit after, maybe only a few weeks, month or whatever, after Bernard has pulled up Maeve and everything. Because I still think it would make sense that they're behind Teddy. Yeah, I, I agree. I still I don't think they're 100% synced yet either. Yeah. Okay. So that I could believe. Is that what you're going to say? Are you back, Brett? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think I had internet issues there for a sec. But yeah, that that's what I was saying. And yeah, that because... I'm not sure how they could be synced up and and Teddy be there as a result of Bernard putting them there. So yep. I think maybe yep. the Teddy Christina conversations are a little bit in the future of the rest. I like that, I uh, Del- that. Uh, Christina was able to, and I'm not going to call her Dolores yet because she's not our most recent iteration of Dolores yet. <laughs> but she's much closer. <laughs> um, well, enough that she knows the name, oh, Dolores. Yeah, I know that was awesome, wasn't it? Oh, I yes. forget what I was gonna. I forget where I was going. Never mind. Forget me. Well, I think I. I want to say it was Axel, or maybe it was Brett. A couple weeks ago, when you were just like sitting there screaming at the TV, hoping they were going to say Fidelity. I was doing that tonight with Dolores, saying, <laughs> "Say it, say it, say it." Yeah, that was that. I love that scene. That was awesome. I was so glad when she finally saw the tower. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, we're almost there. Chrissy's almost back to being Dolores. Oh, I, what I was going to say was I loved how she was able to keep things from Charlotte and, and like use distraction to like, she was, she must've been like mind getting those people to be arguing and the waiter to drop Ooh. his tray and all that stuff. Because like, I don't know if she was doing it consciously or if it was because she was anxious, but either way, <laughs> She did was able to, yeah. What did, did did you think that was Dolores doing that? Or I think did it was Christina. Was yeah. Hale? Okay. Not not Hale. Not Hale. No, I think that was okay. Christina doing that. Okay. Um, whether she was doing it consciously or not, I think it was her getting the oh, people in the that. background to to um, react in whatever way. And, and it was able to be enough distraction that she was able to put Charlotte, Charlotte, off from asking her the questions she didn't want to answer. Yeah. I, I, I agree with was, you. Yeah. I, I agree completely that it, it actually, since you will get the next generation reference, Jenny, it totally reminded me of when Sarek can't control his emotions anymore. And it's right. like projecting onto other people. It was, yes. it was the same thing. It's, yes. that's, that's what I took it as. So, <laughs> which means, hey Jenny, what did you think of? Oh, go ahead, Brett. Oh, I'm just going to add that it, it seems to me. I would in, in, infer that Hale knew that Christina did that on purpose, and that something's up. Like I, I agree with you Hale too, Brett. Something's up. So, but you know what? It's like she's so bored and she's so distracted, or. Mm-hmm. That it's like she doesn't want it's just like the other thing, she doesn't really want to solve the problem. It's almost like she's like, Oh, hey, this is kind of like human drama. It's like a story. I'm interested. Let's just keep it going, you know. Let's like let's, let's see, see where see it goes. Happens. Yeah, yeah, let's see where it goes. I think it's I'm really fascinated with Chalora. This is the most fascinated I've been with the character because. I mean, I think this is the most we got of her since her episode 
uh, her like star turning episode. And, and it, and it's very similar, isn't it? Like she's picking at her arm again. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. right. When she was doing that self-harm stuff. I actually so feel I just, like she might have been too distracted. Like she knew something was there that she wanted to know, but she wasn't sure what it was. And she is so not right. I think that was it you, Andy, that was saying that you thought that she's been spending her time in the sublime or was that, I, don't I think know. that was Axel. Axel. Yeah. Okay. No, I, think I think maybe, I, yeah. I think maybe she has been, and she doesn't want to be there. And she knows that there's like something there that she should be paying attention to, but she's distracted and she doesn't, she, she's not picking up on cues that she should. And that's how things are getting by her. That's how yeah. things are getting yeah. past her. But yeah, it's like agent Smith. You know, I expected her to be like the stink of you. I can smell it. <laughs> You know, when he does that, like <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of that, matrix in this episode. Yeah, for sure. That's why I think they showed that guy sitting down. He gets his pearl taken out and then he go. And the interesting thing, too, I found was um, I was just watching before Westworld. I was watching Blown Away, the Netflix glass blowing contest mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm, reality mm-hmm. show. And this guy makes um, like a like a, a Filipino kind of like a cultural statue and it it almost looked in a way like that weird the thing the 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 blank host who puts the pearl in this thing and it almost looks like ceremonial right like the whole area looks very religious like and cultish and Mm -hmm. i think it's i i love the fact that they're returning to these ideas in the show because i loved so much of that stuff in season one when ford would talk about that um and uh what's the thing could the bicameral mind right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that instead of talking about it they're showing it to us like this is the example of like what ford was talking about and it makes you think it's all part of the plan baby it's all part of the plan (laughs) well let's see what i'm looking through i jotted down a few notes i'm trying to see if there's anything else really that was any big major things that had happened but right the meeting time's about to run out and if we're about done we could just end it (laughs) i think i think we could unless anybody else has anything else pressing i mean we're all gonna have plenty of time to talk about the rest of the week so yeah, I think I'm good. I just, I really like this episode. I can't wait to hear what uh, Gina has to say too, and what you all on the cleanup text do. I know Andy, it's just Andy and I this week. And uh, we'll get Thack coming in with another episode on Friday. But this was a fun one. This really, I, I might, I think I might go back and rewatch this again tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. Because there, there's a lot of cool stuff in this. This, yeah. this was my favorite episode of the season by far. I enjoyed it too. Yep, yeah, it was good. I love the other ones, but this was really cool. Brett, well, it's you got anything it's else? It says we got about a few seconds, Brett. So send us out. Well, I'm <laughs> definitely looking forward to watching it again very soon and taking notes. And uh, you can hear me on the cleanup text a little later in the week. Me too. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye, everybody. All right, it's going to cut us off at any...